Good day, everyone, and welcome to Fab's Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Boswell. Enjoyed our first segment with Dr. Eric Hulsey, Dr. of Veterinary Medicine, as Eric reviewed his career and uh, current practice, things that have stayed the same, things that have changed. Uh, very stimulating time. Eric, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. I know our listeners are going to enjoy what you have to share. We're actually today in this uh, second and a final podcast with you today. We're going to talk about something that is not necessarily veterinarian related. Your mom and your dad were involved in some pioneering work. And I do, I learned this actually at your mom's funeral. I remember Kim Seitz was giving the eulogy for your mom. And I didn't really know your mom that well. I knew who she was. I didn't really know her. Sure. But uh, Kim talked about how your mom was a pioneer in the area around here of, of assisted living. So, I just want to want to hear what you have to say about that. Um, my mom is in an assisted living memory care now. I'm very grateful and thankful that she has that opportunity. She's getting round-the-clock care for her needs. And I know many families are grateful for this opportunity. Uh, but uh, how did it all get started? Tell us about your family background on that. What were some of these um, answers to prayer, maybe God moments, things that came in that you weren't expecting? And what's the family history on that? Right. So there's so many... Um stories that we could tell about God taking care of us, taking care of my mom, um, building this business. And, and she really considered it a ministry, um, the assisted living um, care. What I, I guess I think a neat story that, I like, that I'd like to share um, is uh, my sister Erin. I mentioned her before in the first podcast. Erin uh, and I were at Auburn. And so my mom and dad were empty nesters. Um, my mom had always had a desire to take care of the elderly, the el- elder care. She's an RN, um, and that was something that she okay. wanted to do. Um, so she asked Aaron and I if she could convert our bedrooms into uh, little apartments, rooms that she could uh, rent out to, to older people that needed someone to help them. You know, not nursing. That was the thing about uh, assisted living, right. uh, not necessarily need, needing full-time nursing care, but needing someone to make sure that they, they they were fed and they took their meds and, frankly, someone to spend time with them sure. to, to, to just be their friend. And that's something my mom wanted to do. Well, you can imagine college-age kids being told that your parents are going to kick you out of your house forever. Um, didn't go over so well. And uh, so um, over over a little bit period of time in the... Um, in the mid eighties, um, mom and mom and daddy, um, looked at building, uh, an assisted living facility. Um, as you can imagine, uh, being two working class folks, um, had it, we had a pig farm, uh, and, um, the, uh, the, the bills that come with having kids in college, um, mm. put them in a place where it probably wasn't the best time financially to, to try to, take on a, a new, brand new, expensive business. Sure, I hear that. Um, so um, I think about uh, the God things in our life. Um, my dad um, had uh, bought a farm as a young man, um, and it was a place for his parents to live. Um, and a small farm in Etowah County. Um, 
and as he gave them a place to live, my grandparents saved their 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 pension, their social security money, um, and they they saved up enough money to buy a little place of their own. And uh, they bought it over on Charity Lane. People in Hazel Green will know where Charity Lane is. Um, a little house and three acres. Um, so that was a really nice thing. And you said little house, like how many square feet would you imagine? Oh, the, roughly? this house. Oh, uh, nine hundred square feet. Okay, tiny house. Okay, but it had property, and um, uh, my grandmother knew that mom and daddy were looking for a a place to build uh, their assisted living facility, and um, she offered them um, the east part of her property okay. to build the to build the facility. Um, so that was that was the first step towards building Agape. Um, the next step was where do you find the money to build right. uh, such a facility? Right. Um, and uh, as as we talked about in the first podcast, um, I was working uh, as a student looking to go into veterinary medicine, um, and I was working with Dr. Robert Bentley. Um, Dr. Bentley at that time um, had broke his ankle, broke his leg uh, oh, yeah. when he was working on one of his antique cars, right? Um, and uh, oxygening off um, a huge <laughs> farm um, uh, into plot uh, into small uh, uh, lots um, with road frontage, and there were two larger lots um, in the back um, that would stay farmland. Um, okay. Because he was on crutches, it was difficult for him to hold his notebook at the auction where he's taking notes as to what what sold for how much. My dad, because I was working for Dr. Bentley, and it was just around the corner from our house, went and just stood with him just to help him hold the notebook and just being a friendly, just a friendly thing. Um, as it turns out, uh, the property on the road frontage sold very well. Um, even back then, Huntsville and Madison County was growing. Um, and then, but the farmland in the back uh, sold for a very, very low price in, in the auction. It was auctioning off. At a lower price, okay. and um, my dad asked Doctor Bentley, "Well, Bob, are you you know, or you, you think you'll sell it for that?" And and Doctor Bentley said, "Well, everything's done. I've done so well, and you know, then I'll be through with this." And I think so. So my dad bid and won the bid to buy the property on the backside of this farm. Okay. Um. And then he goes home and tells my mom that. He just bought 40 acres of farmland <laughs> as they're scrounging and trying to find money to build their assisted living facility. Mama was furious. Oh, my goodness. They start going to banks looking for this, looking for a way to, to uh, put this together, um, the assisted living facility. Um, turns out that one of the banks in Fayetteville, Tennessee, People's Bank of Elk Valley, had um, sent their management staff to a seminar uh, looking for new growth opportunities. And one of the new growth opportunities mentioned was assisted living. Um, a, a few days later, of course, my parents don't know this, my mom and dad go in to talk to the banker and they kind of make this proposal. Um, they have no money. And matter of fact, they're newly in debt for buying property. Right. Um, but the bank is interested because they had just been told at a seminar that this is something they should look into. Um, how can they borrow the money? Of course, everybody needs equity. Well, remember how the property on the front of the farm, on the road frontage, sold very well? Right. 
that created uh, a new new comps for the rest of the property, oh. and on paper gave the value of the farmland that my that my dad had bought at auction enough value to serve as the as the collateral to build the first living uh, first assisted living facility, and that became Agape Manor. Um, wow! They went on to build. Um, two more homes, and then buy uh, five others. Wow. Okay, let me let me stop you there yeah. for again. That's fascinating. So, so after he sold the farmland, you're saying, and someone the some of the lots they bought got developed, which increased the value of land around it. Right. So you just kind of, I guess the verb is they fell into it, which is great, and. Uh, I'm interested in this Greek New Testament term, agape, which mm -hmm. is a, a New Testament Greek term related to God's love. Or Absolutely intentional. Love demonstrated by God. So it's an intentional term there. Um, and you said that they were able to acquire some other properties as well mm -hmm. and brought it kind of into the agape system. Is that what happened? Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. Okay. Yep, they did. Um, they went on. Uh, one of the problems that they faced um, was that we didn't have medical care in Hazelgreen. There were no doctors here. Right. Um, people were a little concerned about being so far away from uh, medical care. Um, so my mom and dad also built uh, a professional building um, in Hazelgreen. Um, actually, as a speculation, they built it and called it the Hazelgreen Professional Building. And before it was completed, Huntsville Hospital had rented half of it, and they remain there to this day. Wow. How about that? So, I, I think this is God's stuff. I really okay. do. Okay, that, and tell us more about where that location is for the listeners. So, the medical building is the current building where uh, Huntsville Pediatrics is, and then uh, the TSC Center now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. So, that's sort of still in the fleet. Yeah, yeah. But mom and dad have, have sold all of this out. This has all changed over the years. My they, they sold out. They retired right. 18 years ago. Right. And different owners bought different parts of it? Mm -hmm. okay. They did over time, yeah. Uh, some have not been as successful as my parents would have liked, but um, when they sold the business, everything was, was going great. They must have impacted a whole lot of people. Okay, so just to recap, there really wasn't anything like this in Hazel Green or this area of Huntsville. Yeah. It was but, actually called domiciliary uh, care at the time. Um, and then... Uh, Prior to that, it was relatively unregulated, um, but as the baby boomer gener generation was aging, um, there became a, obviously a need, and, and everybody, our listeners would know that that there are assisted living facilities um, all over the country now, um, but at the time, it was a relatively new thing. Um, my mom uh, worked with the, the state health department um, and helped uh, create the regulations to, to standardize the care in assisted living. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And you said she was an RN. Yes. So she had the, you know, she was a, a frontline medical worker. But but I'm just wondering, how did she and your dad know, um, what kind of models do they feed off of? How did they know what to do, what to put in, and what not to do in assisted living? It just seems like a huge pioneering task right so trial and error <laughs> some of it was absolutely trial and error um yeah. uh my mom um 
studied uh, nursing at the University of North Dakota. Okay. Um, and she worked. Um, she worked in the lunchroom there, the the cafeteria, to work her way through school. Um, she worked in the VA as a young nurse. Um, uh, she met my dad and uh, moved to Huntsville. And uh, she was director of nurses of Fifth Avenue Hospital when I was very young, before really before my memory. Okay. Um, when Fifth Avenue was bought by Huntsville Hospital or, or merged, um, she worked for Huntsville Hospital. Um, then um, I think in about probably 1972, 73, she started working in Lincoln County, Tennessee at Lincoln County Regional Hospital. Um, worked there for two or three years, and then she taught uh, the licensed practical nurses program, the LPN program, there for about 10 years from 76 to 86. And that was in 86 is when she started really um, wanting to, to do something to help uh, with uh, living, assisted living. Um, so uh, trial and error is right. Um, the first Agape, the one over on um, Charity Lane, um, they had some uh, semi-private rooms. Um, found out right away that that didn't go over well. Um, you say semi-private. Semi-private. They were sharing, like two bathrooms. They were yeah. sharing bathrooms? They were sharing rooms. Uh, sharing two residents in a bedroom. Um, it was a large room, right. um, but that did not go well. No. And yes, they shared bathrooms. They right. shared bathrooms mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So the subsequent buildings were all private rooms. Yeah, it probably had something to do with cost and, and um, just plans, ideas, let's see if it works kind of thing. Because yeah. nursing homes had semi-private rooms. Right. And we were walking through this with a family relative on Medicaid. Mm -hmm. If they, if she wanted a private room, it was going to be a lot more expense. Right. So assisted living, uh, at least my mom and dad's model, was private pay. But it was significantly less expensive than nursing home care. And I think it remains less expensive. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I know that in my own family journey right now uh, with my mom, it is significantly less than nursing home. Something that has evolved over time um, in relation to assisted living is um, the long-term care insurance mm -hmm. that that people um, can buy now and that would that will help offset the cost of uh, private care facilities whether they're nursing homes or uh, assisted living facilities. Okay interesting yep and I, I hear about that and uh, the cost effectiveness of that and so on that people want to consider. I'm interested too in um, in your mom's journey of development, where was she in terms of actual memory care? Uh, were any of these memory care or uh, what happened? Right. So um, initially, um, they, there was, they didn't use the term memory care. Uh -huh. um, but over time, the, there was uh, the three buildings that they built here in High Supreme were Agape Manor on Cherry Lane and then Agape Village 1, Agape Village 2 on uh, Jimmy Fisk Road. Right. Um, and those two buildings did become memory care facilities for people um, that had dementia, uh, Alzheimer's, um, and those buildings would stay locked um, uh, so that the residents couldn't leave. Um, and they, they had different protocols. Um, of course, by that time I had my own career, and I don't know all the details about sure. that. Yeah. But they did. You're right. They they changed from a strict uh, tr traditional assisted living to uh, memory care assisted living. Okay. I was wondering what the what the trajectory on that was, because it's a 
it's a very vital work, and I, I think um, you'll find you'll find a number of people who want assisted living uh, for the purpose of meals, socialization, someone checking on their meds, someone to be available in case they fall. They want to move out of a big house or farm they're taking care of. They like that community idea. And the memory care, where, as you just said, about the difference in, in that and the kind of the round-the-clock uh, nursing home type care. I, I'm assuming in an earlier earlier generation, earlier iteration of these types of facilities that nursing home, I guess, really was memory care for a lot of these people. I think who, you're right. Who were struggling in that area. Yes. And your mom stepped in. and, and uh, So your dad was kind of the business side in a lot of ways. Your mom was the, the medical side. Right. Um, I think they both have said over the years that um, my mom could have never handled the business end of this and, and my dad could have never handled the care side of this. Right. Um, so they made a good team. <laughs> they really did. Eric, that's a fascinating story. That's a great, great piece of Hazel Green history there. Eric, it's really great to hear about the establishment of Agape Manor. Uh, and the various additional facilities and properties, I guess is a, is a good word, that came into, uh, came into being as a result of your mom and dad's vision for care for folks who, who needed that level of care, which they weren't getting. And uh, it is a, it's a real great piece of, of your family history. It's a great piece of Hazel Green's community history, and I'm really glad to, to learn of it. And really thankful you stopped by today to share that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been my pleasure. Folks, that's all for today. Thanks for listening to Fab's podcast. Hope you go by freddieboswell.com and leave a comment or on the Anchor Spotify app. Really been great having these sessions with Dr. Eric Halsey. Thanks again to Eric and everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Thank you.